This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social episode 21. I'm your 21. host, Maz. Uh, 21. Uh, I'm your host, Maz. And I'm, of course, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Ben and Ryan. How are we doing, chaps? Are we all good? Oh, mate, Buzzing. this is going to be the good podcast. This is going to be a good Buzzing. one. I'm feeling... Uh, we've, been waiting, we've been waiting for this, uh, so it's going to be good. And of course, we are joined uh, by guest Josh Akers. Now, Josh, uh, just before like people were thinking, who's this fraud you've got on? Um, just give us a bit of an intro um, as to, uh, like, yeah, first of all, um, how you came to support Leeds. Um, and just a little bit about yourself as well in terms of like, your professional career and uh, what, what you do at the moment. Yeah, so um, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Looking forward to this. Uh, not as much as I was about <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. Um, so yeah, I'm as you can tell by my very lacking thick York, West Yorkshire accent. Um, I'm actually from London, and I was given the poison chalice of supporting this club uh, when I was four years old. My dad was involved with the club, and he made me mascot when I was four years old. So I was there uh, Leeds Spurs, I think it was a drab nil nil in the George Graham era. And uh, since then, I've been yeah, unfortunately supporting this club through. Lots of downs and, and very few ups. This time I was one of, the, uh, one of the very few years where it's actually been an up. So, yeah, supported them for a while. Was season ticket holder back in League One Championship days. And then now kind of getting to, I don't know, nine, ten games a season. Uh, most of them in London, obviously, which is great given that we've not won in 18 games in London now. But, uh, yeah. What's that mean? What is it, the, um, really the Warnock? Last season, that given we got, I think, 90 points and, and won the league quite comfortably, I went to seven games and we lost six and drew one. So <laughs> you're literally you're a curse. Really quite impressive. Um, the, the, yeah. the one I thought I'd be a banker was Wigan at home and we lost one nil um, with our good friend Kiko Casilla letting in a, a goal straight from a corner. Oh, Didn't they have ten men as well? Wigan. Yeah, they, no, that was the year before where they did the double over us. Uh. Down, so <laughs> <laughs> so many lows. So many lows. Oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, so, just, just just quickly, you mentioned your your, your dad's connection. Like when when you were four, you became mascot. What uh, what was it that your dad that did dad did within the club? So he was involved in a group called Caspian, who were owners at the time between '96 and '98. Um, so back then, Leeds were kind of 
17th, 16th. And I think by the time he left, they were around sixth or seventh. It was a few years, obviously, before quite famous O'Leary era. Um, where you're kind of then getting into the Champions League run in 2000, 2001. But uh, yeah, it was there. And obviously growing up in London, all my friends were Chelsea, Arsenal or Manu. There's there's plenty of Manu. <laughs> Yeah, no, been supporting Leeds and yeah, it's it's that nice kind of thing when you spot a fellow Leeds fan when you're out and about on those rare occasions and you're like, oh, you're just as mental as us. <laughs> but that's, I was going to say, you mentioned it yourself, but the, the accent, I think that's why I wanted to clear it up because if people heard you, they probably wouldn't have been thinking Leeds. Um, so it's good it's good that you cleared that up for us. Um, so we appreciate it. Um, and then, yeah, and then finally, just, just before we get on to the, 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 the good stuff, you know, the, the beautiful game that, that, that happened, um, well, just quickly, uh, just talk us through in terms of your professional uh, career as well, because obviously... You are you are my boss. If if anyone didn't know, I did work for Lab Bible. I haven't mentioned it enough times. Um, but you are my boss at Oz Bible, and just just talk us through. Wearing like, hoodie what, as well today, Naz. Like, yeah, no, I was more, I'm repping. I'm points. <laughs> I'm I'm repping. I'm repping. Um, so yeah, just talk us through like what it is you do for Lad um, and how you got how you got into it really. Yeah, so I, I work at Lab Bible Group with Maz. Um, so I run Odds Bible, which is our, our sports betting publisher within the group. Um, so I've been there for about three and a half years now. So my role is kind of very much focused across both content and commercial. So Maz, for example, works on the content side. Um, it's great with all the reactive stuff we do in and around sports events such as football. Um, and, and you make me blush, and Josh. You're making me blush, mate. <laughs> Stop Too it. much praise for Maz. It's like doing his, his uh, <laughs> quarterly review. Um, but then across <laughs> the commercial side, everyone always asks us, oh, Lab Bible, how do you make money? And everyone's like, what is it? Um, is it just ads? And yeah, there's the sum of that. Obviously, we have ads on our websites and we do brand content um but then also working across um kind of big content partnerships is something that that i heavily do so around big sporting events whether it's the euros this summer cheltenham or we're doing a lot in the poker scene at the moment um just kind of do that across both areas amazing amazing thanks for sponsoring the episode josh by the way yeah so it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) 50k brand deal we'll see you go social thanks for coming (laughs) hashtag ad hashtag ad um no uh but no no yeah first of all yeah thanks for coming on we really appreciate it and um you know it's going to be a very interesting pod, uh, we hope, because um, you, you and Ryan have actually met before uh, on socials. You know, you, you, you've, uh, you, you're both quite vocal on Twitter, so oh. we're going we're to see how this pans out, which I'm very yeah. looking, much looking forward to. So, Mate, let's get I, I'm the boys. one smiling at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? So if it went the other way, <laughs> well, this could be really awkward. Table, Ryan, and we're six points clear with the game in hand, I would say we are. If we were that bad, then you, know, you should have been beating us. So, you know. <laughs> Well, we'll this is... but we'll come on to that later. I <laughs> uh, love that, love that. Well, look, that was that was round one. We're gonna have twelve rounds of it. Of this, so it's gonna be amazing. Uh, that was, that Before was just we do a, start, Matt, I've got a little yeah, uh, surprise. I've, I've I've sold myself out here, guys. So this is this one's for the South Africans. I've bought this off Amazon. Oh, hello. Oh okay. God, what's this? <laughs> he's, tw- he's twerking for the South Africans. Oh my oh, God, that's oh not real. <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. I mean, that's, that's class, class. I can get behind <laughs> Lucas Radaby representing. I'm, I'm all over that. <laughs> that's a throwback. <laughs> that's a throwback and a half. That is brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to our South African following. So, um, but yeah, uh, before we do that, let, let's crack on with the game because, yeah, we're all excited to talk about that. So, first of all, let's just get, we'll go round, we'll go round and we'll start with Josh. Just just give us a quick sort of uh, a, 30 second to a minute summary of, of how you thought the game was in general from a Leeds perspective. 
from a Leeds perspective, it was it was poor. It was really poor. The first 45, but well, I think I said on Twitter, were the worst 45 we've had in the Prem this season. Um, even when we were 4-0 down against Man U, we at least created chances and looked quite threatening at times. We'll be Here we different. go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yesterday, uh, not yesterday, so Saturday before, <laughs> we, first half we created absolutely nothing. There was one air shot that Bamford had, but he was offside anyway. Obviously, the defending for the goal will probably come on too shortly. That was shocking. We missed Phillips massively. Um, we played that Pascal Strout there. He's not a, a CDM. Um, he's a centre-back and, and an inexperienced one, but not good enough. I know Ryan's not going to agree with me, but it was a game lacking in quality. So both sides had two shots on target each. Um, the goal was a good goal, to be fair to Brighton. Really well worked. A huge, massive hole in the middle of midfield. Um, and that was left by Strout getting pulled out by Malpe, I think, who was then there to tap it in at the end. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was it was just poor. Second half, then we came into it, had a couple of chances, but not enough to win the game. Um, Harrison had the shot where it fell to him. Bamford had one that Pablo set up, but he missed the header again. There just wasn't enough. And I think most worryingly, Leeds, obviously, as, as everyone knows, aren't the most solid at the back, to say the least. But they usually are very dangerous, even against Spurs, without scoring their credit a lot of chances. On Saturday, there was hardly any of that. There was neither keeper had a save to make. I think Casilla had one from Webster from about 25, 30 yards. That daisy cutter that you almost threw into his net, which would have been quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then your keeper Sanchez, who was brilliant midweek against against City and had a lot to do. He didn't have anything to do really on on Saturday. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't great. And obviously, it's it's three losses in a row if you include the the Crawley game. Um, and yeah, it's thank. The only good news is we've got Newcastle next, and even Sheffield United <laughs> could beat them, and, and we smashed them five two last last time out Ellen Road. So yeah, hoping to bounce back in ten days' time. Has the bubble no, I... burst, Josh? Has it has it come to another Leeds <laughs> burnout, or or yeah, is it is it okay? It's a funny one, and we'll come on to that now. So obviously, um, an unnamed presenter. I'm not going to give them any more um, kind of stick. She's cursed you, actually, isn't she? So uh, one since. Yeah, but they made the point about Bielsa burnout. What people fail to remember is last season, before the COVID break, we won five games in a row without conceding. And then our first game back after the break, we actually lost 2-0 away at Cardiff. So I'm not quite sure where this has come from. We then also won the final five games of the season. I think all of our players got pissed off the ceiling promotion and we played our second team and they still beat Derby County. But who can't beat Derby County these days? Um, So yeah, burnout, I'm not really that worried by. If you look at the form table over the last six games, we're seventh in the the form table. We've won three and lost three. So yeah, if we lose to Newcastle, which is possible, um, if, if Wilson has a good game, they've got very few players of quality. But if they do have a good game, no, I can't see us losing that. So, yeah, we've got Newcastle and Leicester, two away games. The pitch being away from home, I'm actually looking forward to not playing at Ellen Road. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So bad, wasn't it? So just to clear yeah. it up, because people might have been wondering, especially Brighton fans, why it's so bad. The plan mm. was to relay it during the summer, but obviously due to due to COVID, that wasn't possible mm. due to the right. short pre-season. So obviously this summer we'll do it, but it's a bit late by then. It started to cut up as early as... I know we played Man City, which was what, October time where we drew 1-1. Um, it looked bad that night and over Christmas. Really? I don't know, it's been snowing in Leeds. It's, it's yeah. shocking. So, yeah, it was snowing the night before. It's a shame because going on to looking at the game, both sides, they're not like your Burnleys and West Broms. They're teams that play good football, both Leeds and Brighton. I have to give credit to both. And the fact neither team was really able to get that going, aside from the goal, there just wasn't enough of that free-flowing passing. There were so many sloppy, misplaced balls and that, and the pitch definitely didn't help. No, I think to definitely. be fair, when you talk about, um, I'll talk about the burnout thing that I was on about. I wasn't so much talking about the Bielsa thing. I was talking more about just Leeds in general. Like over the past 
few years. I seem to remember um, 2017 season when we came up um, and you were third and we were second, I think. And um, you basically finished seventh and we finished second in the end. And it just made me laugh because it reminds me of that time at Ellen Road when everyone was saying, oh, you, you'll bottle it, you'll, you'll, you won't come up and you won't come up. And it's just... Well, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I saw a video of that the, the, the Chris Wood header two 0 at Ellen Road. I, that's yeah, yeah. 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 That's the yeah. Gary Monk season. Um, the the snake who's now unemployed, as we like to refer to it. <laughs> yeah, so Gary, that was probably got very few survivors who were in it. I think Cooper, Ailing, Phillips, probably the only ones. Um, but yeah, the the difference between that team and now is complete completely stark changes. So Bielsa's built a team using the same players. All those players, I think nine of the 11 on Saturday um, were playing against QPR two years ago in the championship. So, yeah, the team that finished 13th the year after 2018, it's the same players and he's managed to get them out of the championship, which I never thought was possible. I thought we needed six additional. I was going to say, I was say on, on, on that point, like, uh, is it fair to say that Leeds, like Bielsa has got a championship team, like now playing well? Do you think that's yeah, a fair I assessment? Think- Bielsa's Bielsa's actually been a bit of a victim and he had this at Bilbao of his own success where he got to the Copa del Rey final and lost 3-0 to Barcelona. I think Messi scored. Everyone's like, Bielsa burnout, he he can't get over the line. But you're not going to beat that Barcelona team. It's a bit like Leeds at the moment. Leeds are 12th with 23 points. I think Fulham and West Brom combined have 23 points, the other two promoted sides. If Leeds this season not started too well and just been like Fulham, let's say, who Scott Parker's got a bit of credit recently because they've been on an okay run, Everyone would have gone, well, you know what, they're not too bad. But I think because Bielsa and he got nominated for Manager of the Year and some fans think he's a fraud, some fans don't think he's great, <laughs> some fans think Frank Lampard's a better manager. That's how crazy we've got into a world. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a step too far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I disagree with that, to be fair. No, I think people then look at Bielsa and go, when you actually break down that team, and look, the back four yesterday, Jonathan Lewin, the Guardian, made a a great point when we lost to Manu is the same back four who lost to Manu as lost yesterday. You've got Stuart Dallas, who's a left winger playing at right back. You've got Ali Alioski, who was who was signed from Italy for, for peanuts playing at left back. He's also a winger. And you've got Ailing, who's a right back at centre back with Liam Cooper. Look, Liam Cooper, club captain, part of the promotion team. But Ailing and Cooper are not our first choice centre backs. Um, Robin Koch and Diego Lorente we signed in the summer for a lot of money as well. Bielsa has spent money. I think Koch was about 14 million and, and Lorente, the Spanish international, was 20. He actually scored today for the under 23s. If we have them in the side fully fit, I think it's a different story. I think Ailing, you saw for the goal, he was just stood there stationary, did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I'm not going to slate him. He's been brilliant this season, especially when he has been playing in his natural position. But there's there's a limit to what these players can do. When they're playing against, let's take the Man U game, Marcus Rashford, Martial, Bruno Fernandes, no one in the world, whether you're Guardiola, Klopp, Bielsa, you, it's very unrealistic to expect them to go toe-to-toe with those players every week mm. and actually come out on top. So Leeds will lose more than they'll win this season. But I think why mm. we give him so much credit and he's got so much in the bank with us as a manager is, A, obviously he got us out of the Championship when so many other managers, even tried and tested ones like Neil Warnock, failed to do all these people that everyone says he's a Championship genius. With Bielsa, we'd actually prefer... If you look yesterday, your rivals, um, Crystal Palace, got battered by Man City 4-0. I was watching it last night. Palace had an XG of like 0.05. I think they had one shot in the game or, or maybe two. It wasn't a lot. And I looked at that and they lost by four goals and we lost to a Manchester club by four goals, albeit our, albeit our rivals. And I thought, what's the way I'd want to go about it? Actually have a go 
and lose 6-2 or just sit there and take a 4-0 beating and play no, two or three defensive mids. And I just look at it and go, yeah, we're going to get spanked a few times. Thankfully, we've only got spanked once. I'd say, yeah, we lost 3-0 to Spurs, but it wasn't really a, a demolition. I just Palace, Palace 4-0? Palace was 4-1, but again, there are a few off, off the crossbar, left the 4-1. I think. Hey, hold on. So you, you you missed two big ones out there. You went from having one bad result to three. Yeah, yeah but if you look at the results, yes. But if you actually look at the games and how they panned out, right. there's a massive, massive caveat that Phillips was missing in both of those, as he was on Saturday. And we'll come on to say how important he is for us and what he does. Um, but yeah, I just think Bielsa gets so much kind of leeway with Leeds fans because we'll take losing 5 0 to Liverpool or City um, because we know when we play Newcastle, West Brom, we'll beat them 5 0, 5 2. And those yeah. are the teams we need to be beating. If we struggle to then start beating them, that's when, uh, yeah. and today, like Brighton, who were in the bottom six when we played them, every other team in the bottom six this year we'd beaten um, Fulham, Sheffield. West Brom, Newcastle, we'd actually beaten this season. You were the first ones we didn't pick up a point against. So it's like, OK, if those results continue, he'll come under a bit of, I don't want to say pressure, but he'll come under a bit more scrutiny. Um, but for mm. now, we, we don't really mind at all because yeah. we understand that the level of players we have, we're not going to be beating sides in this league every week. I must admit, oh. to be fair, on that, um, how you say about you know teams taking it to teams, that was one thing I was really happy with Potter about, watching the... Leeds game we were able to mm. actually grind out a result and that's why I was yeah. calling it a masterclass because like so often we just go straight at a team and we just don't really like you know what I mean we just go for it and we can't defend yeah. we can't hold on to a lead we are the worst in the league at holding on to a lead so yeah, when think, we went 1-0 yeah. up I was fully expecting us to at least concede one or two um, especially with how Leeds have been this season to be fair they have been scoring a lot so I was thinking yeah. they're going to score a couple here one isn't enough but the way we held on and defended was actually really, really impressive. And that's why I called it a Grand Potter masterclass. Because if we can prove that we can do that, that's actually so reassuring for us. Because if we can do that more consistently, you know, it's not always the prettiest, but sometimes it's the most necessary, especially when you're right down at the bottom. Um, Because we haven't been able to do that since Chris Hewitt. I'd actually say, looking at at Brighton, and to be fair, especially early in the season, you guys impressed me. remember watching the Man U game with the the famous penalty after the full-time So I, I look at games like that, and you played way better against Man U than you did against Leeds in terms of mm. attacking. And, and then the, you did as well, yeah. Um, yeah. But you got no point. It was 3-2, I think, the final score you lost. Mm. Yeah. Against, yeah. So yeah, where you got yeah. three points against Leeds. And so it's going to that whole kind of pragmatic approach with Jose does a lot at Spurs. And Spurs are, on the whole, pretty boring to watch. They don't create mm. a lot. They don't have many chances. Um, but they get the job done. And so it's finding that balance between... Our team, who the goal is to stay up this season, obviously Spurs is to, to challenge for the top four and, and maybe push for the title. But for, for Potter, fair play, like you're right, he set up well with five at the back. If you Leeds, if you strangle them and you stop Rafinha and Harrison kind of beating their man, I know Rafinha had some success against Veltman in the second half, but really Harrison and Rafinha didn't have anything of the game. I, I was ju- I was just I was just about to say, uh, so I actually had it down in my notes. So Rafinha for me, uh, going into the yeah. game, uh, and I said it this last week, didn't I? I said, um, you know, for me, he's the biggest threat uh, when when it comes to Leeds yeah, attacking. You know, out Rodrigo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but I, I was actually, I was, I was very dis- Well, I wasn't disappointed. I was happy. But for you, like for you guys, he he didn't. For me, he didn't do anything well, that throughout that game movie. apart from. Apart from sending Veltman back to Holland um, <laughs> without skill move, he did. Um, but apart from that, he didn't offer much. So we'll just so the second off, second. I thought he was a lot better. I yeah, we're yeah, the same into it. Um, yeah. My my concern, and I was speaking to a Leeds fan on Twitter about this on Saturday, is that it didn't make sense because Harrison usually plays on the left, 
um, like he has done all season. And Rafinha plays on the right. They're both left-footed. Uh, to be fair, Rodrigo, Bamford and those two are left-footed all front four are. But Harrison's usually a lot better at playing on his left side, getting to the byline and crossing. And it was weird that Bielsa set up from the start. And I don't know whether he wanted Harrison to have a go against Burn or whatever it was, it didn't work. And mm. uh, it, didn't, it, it didn't mean that it was the reason that we lost. But it was very strange to see them swap wings just for that game because Rafinha has been so good at fainting and going down the line or cutting inside on his left like the goal he did against West Brom. And it was just, mm. it was a weird time to change it. And uh, look, I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but I don't know why he thought that that switch would work, but it definitely didn't on Saturday. Yeah. No, de- Speaking no, of definitely. behind the scenes though, um, your like, backroom staff on the touchline, they're so loud and just like, just constantly <laughs> screaming. Yeah, it was so infuriating. Even the fourth official had to tell him, be like, look, you don't need to scream and shout. You could hit the, it was picked up on the mic. Uh, is that, do you not find that quite annoying or do you like the fact oh, that they're look, constantly screaming and shouting? It's a great piece um, Phil Hay wrote in The Athletic about his backroom staff. He also does it differently to, to other managers in the sense that Clubs pay him and then he pays the backroom staff quite generously. And so we've right. got quite a few of them there um, who Pablo Quiroga, um, Diego Reyes, who have followed him for like his last four or five clubs he's been at. Um, and so, yeah, they're like his lieutenants who do all the work, basically. I'm not saying Bielsa doesn't do any work. But he sits on the toilet the whole game whilst they scream and shout. Exactly. Um, and so they're all out and about doing stuff. So, yeah, they are very vocal. I think last season in the Championship, they all were booked multiple times. Um, <laughs> being fine in. after so, fine. Yeah, Bielsa, as you see on the TV, he's very calm. He sits on his, his seat or his bucket, as people call it. He has a coffee. He doesn't really celebrate even when we win or score, he doesn't celebrate that often. But um, mm. yeah, no, they they are they are very energetic and yeah, very hard work. I I, I, I personally quite I, I don't hate it. Like I personally, I, I'm all about like passion. You know, passion merchants. Yeah. So I, I love it. I, you know, it shows that they they care and you know uh, and yeah, I think it gets picked up a lot more, Ben, because obviously there's no fans in the ground now. So I think it's yeah, just so much true. more apparent um, because of the, the crowd noise. But right, let's let's get let's delve into the game a little bit more. So um, obviously the first I'd say chance uh, in inadvertent commas uh, for Leeds was the cross from um, Alioska and it was an unbelievable cross yeah. uh, where Bamford sort of swiped at it and uh, sort of missed it which I, I put down as a you know a half chance so to speak um, but you know up until I felt like up until that point it was quite an even game like, like you mentioned Josh um, yeah. after that there wasn't anything in it for me it was just at that point it was both sides struggling to really create a chance with some passing and and as I said a lot of misplaced balls and Alioski got it drilled that one almost too well across the box because mm. it missed out I think Rodrigo had a, a lunge at it and, and Bamford as well but yeah I think that was the story that that really was what Leeds went on to do for the rest of the game which was these kind of nearly moments they didn't create chances they were just having balls in dangerous areas let's say but yeah. Brighton were pretty comfortable with that because you have yeah. three big centre-backs and, and especially by the end of the game, Potter bloody playing like five defensive mids. It was it was mm. part of the buff time. I think Basuma came on, Ben White played brilliantly in midfield and you've got this whole setup where, yeah, you're quite happy for Leeds to have it wide because if you've only got Bamford and Tyler Roberts, who's, who's not the best in the air in the box, there's not going to really be any threat. If you just it up and it's similar to when Wolves beat us 1-0 at Ellen Road very similar game where not much in it Wolves score Jimenez um, scored and then you've got their brilliant tall centre-backs and they'll just head everything away it's, it's bread and butter mm. for them yeah mm-hmm. no definitely uh, and then and then after that then um, obviously in the first half we got our goal um, let's 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 start with you Ben just from, from a Brighton point of view 
let's just talk about that goal because let's be real that was I've watched one it of the, so many argu- times arguably <laughs> well arguably our goal of the season for, for me just yeah, because well, we haven't scored many yeah, yeah there's yeah. not many contenders um but for me just the, the way the build-up play was incredible and i i know i know josh has mentioned it you know defensively they don't have their best starting line like you know best starters but I, th- I thought the way we cut through leads, and I don't know about you, Ben. Uh, obviously, you can elaborate a little bit more. But mm. yeah, what do you think of of, of that, and uh, how impressed were you with McAllister's role in that goal? Oh, very impressed. I can. Li- I've watched it so many times. I can literally play it back in my head now. Um, if you want to test me, I'll do it. <laughs> so ball goes over top. Dunk head clears it, and then Solly March um, flicks over his head. Pascal, <laughs> yeah. lovely little dink, touch inside to Ben White, who unbelievably drives through the midfield skipping Steven past Steven Gerrard region yeah Alexis <laughs> makes like a dark run behind Stuart Dallas and then cuts inside onto the right wing Lionel again Messi so Dallas in. has Dallas has no idea where McAllister is McAllister gets the ball fake shot pass to Leo Leo I feel like I'm there it. Ben I feel like One, I'm there two. Alexis across the box Neil Mopay oh it's a lovely goal from right yeah um, yeah it was a great goal <laughs> I did actually have that moment after it went in going, oh, first of all, it was half for fuck's sake. The second one was thinking about how mad we're celebrating. And the third one was going, <laughs> but then looking back, yeah, I must admit, I was scared. It was quite tight. It didn't get checked. Yeah. It didn't need to, but mm. I was just, it was one of those where you're praying, thinking maybe they'll save us. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. everyone looked at Ailing and he was just stood there with no man around. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Laps of judgment for like five seconds to win it, bless him. But yeah, our biggest thing was Pico Casilla going into the game because I think you all might have seen his performance. Yeah. Mm. Crawley, um, where I think he must have backed Crawley over 2.5. And yeah, <laughs> it was shocking keeping like he does every week. And funny enough, just going back to what we said at the start of the pod, everyone talking about uh, Leeds having that break was the reason they still promotion. Most Leeds fans will actually now look at Casillas ban for racism against Jonathan Lecco at Charlton. His his ban where it forced Bielsa to, to not play him, obviously, he wasn't allowed to. And, and that's where Elan Melier, our first choice, who was out on the weekend due to COVID, he came in. And he's been so solid and so impressive in so yeah. many games this season. Um, I think he's second for clean sheets in the league behind Emmy Martinez at Villa. Um, albeit he's conceded loads as well, but I think that's more down to the stationary defending like you saw on the weekend. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it was the weirdest thing was that we conceded, but it was a very... Um, like it was one of the first times in a while against teams that aren't Man U and, and, and Spurs where we've actually just been completely torn apart there. Like that, it was like a Man City like, goal. Like, yeah, it was. It was like a Man yeah. City We were like a B-Tech Man City. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I was talking about it last week. I was saying that we are... Man City have so many tap-ins and we finally had that kind of tap-in moment where you've earned that kind of sweaty goal. In that respect, yeah. But it, yeah, I said like it's I the said, hardest thing to do, isn't it? It's the hardest thing to do to tear a team apart and then square it across the box and tap it in. Like it looks so easy in the end, but it's just not. Like the way that that was made, as I say, Alexis McAllister had a field day that day. He was just incredible. It was. Yeah. We're seeing Alexis like what we've wanted to see from him now. We're finally getting to mm. see him in his prime, sort of thing. Like what we've wanted to see out of his Argentinian time. Um, and I actually saw a goal he scored for them. Um, I think it was for Argentinian Santos, whatever they called. Uh, juniors and juniors, he scored yeah. yeah that was it he scored um literally well he assisted basically the same goal um he did that little run inside did a little layoff and then squared it across it was literally identical to that Leeds goal so yeah mm. it's obviously something yeah. you can do before no no Sorry, definitely and I, before I, you go I, Maz, go on, ben. I forgot that we well we skipped past one thing I, I believe we could have been tuning up at that point because before that Mope was oh, yeah. through on goal but decided to jump to the ground even though he was yeah, he could have got a shot away. Do you think he made the right decision going down, or do you think he could have 
got the ball uh, first for, and made for me person for me personally he, yeah he, he tried he was trying to buy a, a penalty there and for me that's just not the right way to go about it like why no. if you're in that position just go for goal or try and get the ball instead of trying to simulate it looked like and i know Josh, it you, you well. said it at the time you you were pretty annoyed at mope calling him a cheat i think it was. Uh, he's doing a tie we, we know he's what, a cheat we know he's what mope cheat. is he's he's a brilliant player he's a, he's a cheat like at the end of the day he's one of those players he's Lots of the Brentford team, Ollie Watkins did it when we used to play Brentford at Ellen Road. And that Brentford team under Dean Smith, they uh, they have some very questionable tactics when it, it comes to players going down easy. But like, Mopes, that sort well, of... Well, as you can tell from Villa this season, diving all over the shop. So as you can tell from Villa, diving all the time this season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jack Grealish spends more time on the floor than he does stood upright. So um, yeah, it's, it's one of those where, look, Mope does it, but he's one of those, a bit like Alioski. They're a shithouse who you want on your team. Um, yeah. But if yeah, they're not, you hate them. And, and I get, yeah, exactly. I know these players say that the same about Alioski. He's annoying. He gets in your face, gets in your ear. He kicks you, all of this stuff. Um, but Mope, yeah, it was stupid because... I feel like he could have got to the ball if he didn't. Yeah, that's what I mean. I yeah. think he could have got yeah. a little chip over him if he got to that. Mm. All he had to do was just dink it over him because the goalkeeper was down anyway. So, yeah, yeah why yeah. he decided to dive there, I've got no idea. But at least he made no. up for it a little. He must have felt something, happen. but it would have been minimal if it. If I mean, I, I think I don't know about that. I think he just went down, tried to buy a penalty, and he saw that as the perfect opportunity. Uh, but mm. just quickly, Josh, you mentioned um, about Meslier, uh, however you say it, Meslier, um, yeah. um, and. It was a really good point, actually, because we both, well, both sides, I feel like, and especially I was quite vocal about it on Twitter, and it sort of backfired on me. But uh, in terms of the starting lineup, so let's start with with Brighton. Of course, we 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 were all a bit perplexed with Basuma not starting, um, and you know that was that was a bit perplexing. And, and uh, what's the other one? That, and Percy Tal being dropped Percy as well Tal. after after yeah after being you know really really good um, against Man City. So we were questioning. Well, I personally was questioning you know Potter the way he was setting up. It was a bit. I was a bit baffled by it. I think it's um, fair to say the majority also, of the Brighton fan base did, to be fair, Mas. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and let's not forget Dan Byrne as well. Uh, so he was he oh. was in the start starting up. So, yeah, it was a very sort of, you know, we were all a bit bit worried. But then also on, on the flip side, Josh, you had um, obviously uh, your keeper missing and Phillips as well. So uh, how, so my mate, so basically my question would be is going to that game, how, how yeah, were you, were you worried or were you still confident that you could have got result? We know Leeds fans know the role Phillips plays. It's such a specialist one, and we've we've kind of wanted Bielsa to get a second person to help when Phillips is isn't around. But Phillips is only ever unavailable when he's suspended. He's very rarely injured. I think he missed a couple of games during the season. But the games he did miss this season, Leicester and Palace, the four-one defeat Saturday, where we lost to you guys, obviously. And it shows that when we tried to put people there, and it's quite unfortunate that Robin Koch, our centre-back's injured, because when he was playing in the Bundesliga last year, and he does for Germany sometimes, he can fill in that. But we were left with really no option but to play Pascal Strauch. And I don't want to criticise him too much. He's a, he's a young kid. Trying, he's like, he was pretty poor. Yeah. He, he got shown when he was away at Villa Park, a game we won convincingly when he went off 3-0. He was booked for tackling Grealish and was lucky not to be sent off. And he, he got subbed off inside kind yeah, of five that. minutes. There's just he's just not got the the vision and, and the wherewithal to play that role. It's such a specialist position. Like we see in in the England national team, we have so few defensive midfielders. Probably Rice and Phillips are the only two in the country. And even if you look in the Premier League now, like Chelsea struggle in that position. Kante's been well. Moved. You got Ben White now as well. Well, so, look, he, I, he I, for me, I'd, I'd have Ben White starting for England at centre-back, but we'll come on to him in a second. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's always that worry, mainly with the keeper, because Melier's been so good and Casilla's been so awful when he has played. Um, and then 
Phillips missing as well. We knew the centre-backs were out, so that wasn't a shock. Um, we know we've had to struggle through games. It shows how bad West Brom are that we beat them 5-0 without a centre-back playing. But um, yeah, to, the, to miss Phillips um, is huge for us because he does everything. He was man of the match against Everton away at Goodison when we won and he just makes the whole thing work and he, he picks yeah. up the ball from the defenders. He sprays it out to Harrison and Rafinha and without him, we just we don't have that, that middle piece that we need. Yeah, you were talking and about then, cover. Sorry, you were talking about cover for that position. Saying it's such a specialist position. If Phillips did go, who would be your ideal replacement, like realistic replacement? Because I can't really think of any other players. No, like you said, we don't have why. much in England. <laughs> yeah, are there any why, other yeah. players abroad that you think could do that role at least? Yeah. Well, there's one we'd be linked with more in an attacking sense. So Udinese captain Rodrigo De Paul, who um, oh, yeah. the owner liked a, a tweet on on Saturday night about him potentially arriving. He was he was touted in a move for about 35 million, but he's a lot more attacking. Um, he's he's kind of like that CAM role for Phillips's role. It's it's really tough. I think Robin Cock, as I said, could play there when he's back fit because he, he's done it before for club and country. Um, Diego Llorente, also one of our injured centre backs, who's on his way back. He was on the bench on Saturday. He can play there, and he did so when he was in La Liga last season. But you look around the leagues, even the lower leagues, there's not there's not many that scream out as they could do the role. It's such a tough position because. Bielsa, as you might have noticed this season, when we come up against a team who play two strikers like Burnley, Phillips then drops back and becomes a third centre-back. So to have that versatility, Phillips used to be an attacking mid under Steve Evans and, and Paul Heckingbottom and some oh, of the right. managers Jesus. we had. So he transformed him into, he was someone Phillips who was probably worth about a million and he was going to go out the door like a few of the other ones. But he managed to turn him into this defensive mid. And, and yeah, Phillips has obviously put on a lot of size. He's got a lot stronger. Um and so he can play that role. But yeah, you look around the league even and, and Arsenal struggle in that position. If you look at lots of the teams outside the elite, the like Man City have brilliant players there, Fernandinho, Rodri, they can they can do that role. But you look outside of them and outside of Liverpool with Fabinho, who I think is brilliant. Um, there's not a lot really in this division of good defensive mids who can really solidly protect their back line. Ben White was brilliant on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah. outside of him and, and a few others, you look around and just go... There's, there's a worrying kind of lack of, of talent. I was going to say, so is the Leeds fan base pretty scared that if they do have to let Calvin Phillips go for, if you get an amazing bid, are Leeds fans pretty scared that they're going to be pretty fucked moving forward? If yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Something I've not really thought about. Obviously, he was massively linked with Villa the year they went up and we, we lost the derby before we got promoted. He, we turned down a bid for about 25 million. Um, it would cost a lot more now. He's He's since played for England and it, we're in the same league as, as teams like Villa. I think it's going to be hard to imagine his team he goes to because he plays that role. Look, outside of the top six, in terms of those European Champions League, I don't see why anyone, let alone someone like Phillips, who's been at Leeds his whole life, why you would go from Leeds to like, I don't know, a Southampton or an Everton, one of those teams. It's not that big a step up. We're only probably three or yeah. four points behind those teams. He, the money's not going to be much different. We can offer him loads. Um, I just can't see any of our players really slotting into too many teams. A, because unfortunately, individually, they're not really good enough for your Champions League size. But B, it's it's a sidestep move that doesn't make sense because they're playing such a specialist role in this team. I, I, I just don't know. Look, maybe he would be and he'd prove me wrong. I don't know if Phillips would be so good in other teams because he's so used to playing such a set role at Leeds. But I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that it's no, it's, it's definitely interesting to see if 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 he goes uh, and who will replace him if if it does happen. But I don't know. I personally don't think he will be 
quick to move because I think he likes it there and, he, and, mm. and he's do, they're doing well. You're doing well. So Doesn't yeah, I don't move. really see much going on here. But yeah, in, in so going on to the second half, obviously there wasn't, there wasn't, let's, let's be real, there wasn't really much going on in the second half. Uh, but let's talk about Ben White because we, we've mentioned him a lot of times. And of course, that's sort of how this, uh, what we call this fake rivalry, which isn't, <laughs> there is no rivalry, but this sort of ben thing White came Derby. about. Yeah, yeah, the Ben White derby came about. Um, so, first of all, let's just shout out to Ben White for providing us with a meme. Uh, that was uh, much appreciated. It was a bit of smirk. Um, so, that was great for content. Um, but, but more yeah, importantly, you know, how about Ben White for smiling after winning? That's yeah. very yeah, no, no, no. It was before the match. No, it was before the match. He did the Lewandowski, yeah, like, Lewandowski you know, the Lewandowski roast. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, he did that. So, so shout out to Ben for providing us with that. But no, um, just talking about Ben White in terms of his performance. So, let's start with you, Ryan. Um, how yeah? How well do you think he played in that game? Because I've got a different view to everyone else. But you go ahead first and let us know what you thought like his performance as a whole. I think he just worked really well in midfield for once. Like I think it was probably his best game for us. He's he's had, um, and luckily it was against Leeds. I mean, to have Ben White playing his best game against Leeds is just top tier sort of content you want, <laughs> isn't it? But no, it was just poetic. He was just poetic, brilliant. Ryan. Yeah, he was just brilliant. I mean. Um, he he held the game together really well. He did all the simple stuff. But on top of that, he attacked really well. I haven't seen Ben White charge forward like that before. Um, I, I assume he did it for Leeds quite a bit. But the way he came forward was, as I said, it was Gerrard-esque. I mean, it was like, the, for that goal, I was thinking, my God, Ben, where's this St- come study, from? Study, study, Ryan, study. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Like, seriously, Ben White has not done that before. And I was genuinely really surprised because I was thinking, you know, literally one week ago, I was saying... I think Ben White's a bit overrated. And I went on a live stream for Leeds and I said the same thing. Um, Mm. And I just think, you know, where's that that coming from? (laughs) Just on that, on that, Ryan, you went on that live stream that you went on with a Leeds fan. I remember because I, I watched it back, and he actually said, Josh, he said that um, Ben White was the best defender he's seen at the club since yeah. uh, Rio Ferdinand. So that's a big, big statement. Would you agree Jeez. with that from from his performance last season? Yeah, since we dropped out of the the Prem in two thousand and four, it's we've had some some good ones. Sol Bamba, who's obviously recently been diagnosed with a bad illness, I hope he gets he gets better. Yeah. He was brilliant for a period. Pontus Janssen, obviously, before we sold him. He, he was good, a bit of a cult hero. But yeah, we, Leeds have always struggled um, with, with centre-backs. We've had a, a number of poor ones. And, and yeah, I think what White proved last season, and, and look, it was a, no one, when we signed him last, well, the summer before last, everyone was going, OK, but who's going to play with Cooper? We thought this young guy had been at Newport. We didn't really expect him to yeah, start. Yeah, it's a big gamble. It's a massive gamble from Bielsa to bring in a guy with no championship experience to play full And all we had were, were really... Him, Liam Cooper and, and Berardi, who, who's been injured for the whole of this season. So he's more a right back as well. So Bielsa was always questioned. You don't have enough cover. You don't have enough cover at centre back. Like Ben White, can he be up to it? And he played every game, all 46 games, I think, last season. Um, I think so, he yeah. even played hungover against Derby, which was quite impressive. I'm sure how good he was. And then he scored uh, an absolute scream. Yeah. He scored in the final game against Charlton, I want to say, in the 4 0. Um, final game of the season at home at Ellen Road when we lifted the trophy. And uh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. He, look, we all know. Listen, listen, we get it. We get it. You lifted the trophy, all right? Just because we didn't do it. Just, we you know, got, no, let's... we got a second place trophy. Don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but with Ben White, he's someone who, look, we, we all loved him. He was brilliant. Like, I, I don't think now, like, 
He's the one player that no Leeds fan will have a bad word to say about. Like, look, Ryan and I'll probably disagree. I'm pretty convinced he wanted to come back to Ellen Road. You're playing under a, a better manager at a bigger club. Why wouldn't you? Um, and he probably had more chance of getting into England. I think he should be there anyway. Like, for me, if you're saying four England centre-backs, I can't name four English centre-backs better than Ben White. Um, so he's Adam Webster, Webster Dunk, and Lewis Dunk have something to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the obsession with, with Dunk and Webster from Brighton fans is interesting. But um, yeah, White it's a different level I think Ryan to be to be fair and agreeing with you for once the way he strode out with the ball was so impressive it's what he couldn't really do that much in the championship last year because as you can probably expect teams set up against Leeds in the championship very defensively it was very much 10-11 men behind the ball whereas yes against a team like Leeds obviously playing for you guys he was able to have the ball in so much space ahead of him to actually charge out and when he does it he's brilliant I remember again but, but then New but then Park, sorry Josh sorry, sorry to inter- Against yeah, Newcastle, I think it was a ball he played to Lampsu, then crossed it for Malpeh or whatever. Newcastle away for you guys, yeah. he's so good playing that right centre-back slash right wing-back role with Lampsu. And he's got that ability to do it in, in from midfield as well. When you so, say so, yeah, about... Go on, I'll let just, you yeah. speak. Yeah, just go quickly, on. just quickly. Just because I'll forget it otherwise. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned, you, 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 mentioned about, you mentioned the fact that White was able to do that, but then would you not give credit? Because you've sort of disregarded Potter um, a couple of times. Would you not then say that it was down to Potter's formation and, and the way he set up against you that allowed Ben White to have that kind of freedom? Yeah, look, Potter deserves credit. I saw quite a few of you, Maz in particular, you were slating the lineup, and a, a few Brighton fans were in the setup saying it was almost too offensive, too attacking. Like it, People were worried that um, it was going to leave you guys exposed. But I think he got it spot on. I think, look, people know, especially when Phillips doesn't play, leads a week through the, through the middle. You've only got Rodrigo and, and Clicks in there and, and Clicks a centre mid trying to do the job of three of them because Rodrigo is much more attacking. He doesn't really like to defend. Uh, and as I said, Strauch isn't really a, a midfielder either. So, you know, if you overrun Leeds in the midfield, like Man U did, obviously it helps. They had people like Bruno Fernandes to do it. Uh, but if you overrun Leeds in midfield, you're, you're going to do well against them and, and you're going to create chances yourselves. But you're also, most importantly, going to stop Leeds. And if you stop Leeds, that's that's the key to, to obviously getting the points. Ryan, go on. You, you were going to say something. I was going to say just on the Webster and Dunk thing. Um, I mean, I know White hasn't played so much in his centre-back this season, but... Just right now, I wouldn't say that he's clear of either of them yet. Obviously, that's from a Brighton perspective, watching him every mm. single week as we have been. And yeah. I know you're going to say, yeah, but you didn't know who White was about a year ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, say this up. Yeah, you, guys should be, you guys should be kissing Marcelo Bielsa's feet. I watched him play in 2017. Um, so I did. And picked out him <laughs> and Malumbi in that game in particular. So, all right. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you want, you can check through my Talks Eagles to, uh, posts. But anyway, um, no, what I was going to say is just, yeah, Webster and Dunk have just been so good for us. And I think Webster's finally coming into it. We've got to remember with White as well, um, to be fair, you know, they've come out of the championship to come to the Premier League. I mean, Webster's only in his second season in the Prem. Um, Last season, he was shaky, but you could see his ability. And I think he's genuinely starting to prove now. I think now that he's on the right as well, because he was playing on the left a lot and that wasn't suiting him a lot. um, I think on the right, he's just so much better. And yeah, he's just been class this season, bringing the ball out as well. I think he's better than any other player one. in the in the yeah. league in the world. I think actually, isn't he? I think he's yeah. No, gen- no top, generally yeah, the European is. leagues. I think he's, yeah. he in is the European Josh. leagues. He's the, he's a number one car- uh, ball carrier. Ball ball carrier. Ball Luke Ayling, and the Sky commentator said it was Luke Ayling on the weekend ahead of the. No, I think that was something else. I'm not sure it was, but yeah, that it was Thiago Silva was second, but Luke Ayling was up there. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, no, they've done they've done well. Webster, Dunk, White. Um, so remind me, who was the third centre back on the weekend? I forgot now. Big Dan Burn, mate. How can you Big forget? Big Dan Burn, and then March and Felton on either side. Yeah, but look, it's the perfect. Big Rafinha couldn't break down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but that's only cost nine hundred k. Let's not forget. Bargain, <laughs> yeah. um, players. But look, to be fair, if you're comparing managers and, and resources. Webster was, I think, around £20 million from Bristol City, whereas the whole Leeds defence, all four of them combined, were under £5 million. So it's And they're all shite, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on, to go fair. He's not wrong. I think, I think Stuart Dallas and Ailing have had strong seasons when playing in their proper positions. Alioski and... and uh, yeah, no, but if, if it, you, you mentioned sort of the wrong position, but, but in, all, in our yeah. defence as well, we, we've had players not been playing. Mm-hmm. So Veltman yeah, is... is um, Vel, yeah, Veltman's not a right wing back. Um, you've got Dan Byrne, who's, who's filled in at left wing back. So, you know, we, we've had our fair share as well. And, but I get what you're saying in terms of yeah. the personnel that you started with. They, they weren't playing in their... You know, regular yeah. positions. That, that's 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 I, I still expect, especially the run Brighton have been on. I still expected that eleven to win that game, and, and more importantly, to play well and create chances. Yeah. I, I don't mind. Like I accept Leeds losing. We're going to lose a lot, as I've said this season. But I want us to still go out and dominate games and create chances, like we did against Spurs and stuff like that. I expect. I understand we don't have the quality to put them all away. We don't have Harry Kane and, and Hung Min Son. We've got Bamford and Klitsch, good players. <laughs> They're limited. Yeah. They're not world-class elite players. But I just wanted us to play our usual style. And we did it for about 15, 20 minutes in the second half. Hernandez came in, coming on actually gave us a bit of control of the ball. And there was a period where we had you guys penned in, but we didn't create anything. There was a through ball from Bamford to Roberts. He, he scuffed his shot. As I said, the ball fell to Harrison. He's got to hit the target from there. He'll be disappointed. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I thought a draw was a fair result. I thought it was a, a really poor game in general in terms of quality. And the pitch was a reason for that. But also because I think Brighton, once they got their goal and, and credit to Potter, he, he knew how important the three points were, especially earlier in the day West Brom had won. You guys couldn't have afforded to, to let that slip. Well, that, yeah, and he that's the thing. Like, he got the win. That's Well, that's the thing. A, a lot, well, the, I think a, a Sky Sports brought up one of the stats, info, you know, infographics, was that we are we have um, let go of res, like winning positions the most out throughout the Premier League. So for us as Brighton fans, and I'm sure Ben and Ryan will agree, like, it was so refreshing to see that we actually held out in the game for once. Like, yeah. Going into that last 10 minutes, I literally couldn't breathe. I actually could not breathe because I just oh, thought... My, my right, heart was Leeds, racing the whole game. Yeah, I was like, Leeds mm. are just going to score. You know, it's, it's typical Brighton, you know, one new up, Leeds are going to score and then great. And then let's say there's five minutes to go. Leeds will then just go out and win 2-1. And that's what, I'll be honest, that's just how I felt in that last 10, 15 minutes. But in saying that, I think that's just because of my preconceived nerves. Whereas I'll be honest with you, I didn't feel threatened by you. Like throughout that no, game. I didn't do anything. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't feel that you were actually going to score. No, no, I'm not even. I'm not even rushing. They didn't. We could have played for another half an hour, and I don't think we looked like scoring. And as I said, that came down to to you guys having those kind of two two lines of five, and then kind of four ahead of them. Um, mm. And we just couldn't break it down. And we, and that's the problem with Leeds. When we do go a goal down, we sometimes struggle because teams will then do that. And we had this in the Championship last season where Leeds are at their best when teams come at them and we can, a bit like with Man City, where we can have a go and find space in behind. When Brighton, and they did, they accepted the 1-0 from kind of the time Bissouma came on and, and just before that when, when I think McAllister and Mope came off. 
he was just thinking we need the three points here and that's why Dunk let out a scream you could probably hear on the South Coast. It was like he'd won the World Cup with all time. Yeah. Um, and I get Ellen Road is a big day out for some of your players, but it was... Incredible. <laughs> yeah, really, really, uh, this is a bit rich coming from a club who've beaten us three times in 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, 12 years, yeah. Three, three wins yeah, in 12 years. As you, to, to answer that, Ryan, as you see with Crawley, Newport, Sutton, we always do badly against the smaller clubs. So, yeah, I wasn't... You mentioned Sutton, but they've got right a better fucking pitch than you, Josh, I'll tell you. No, no, yeah. it is a shambles. And it is a shame. I love this. I'm not doing this, oh, can't wait to see you next week. But I'm actually looking forward to the return game. A, because the Amex is a good pitch and it will be in a good condition and we'll have a, a game of actual football where both sides play their best. That wasn't Brighton's best attacking performance. You guys know that. We know mm. that. Um, and actually a game... Arguably our best goal, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a good goal. Yeah. But again, neither side could really honestly say we did enough to win a game of football. There are two shots on target. I, dis- I disagree with that, you know. Really? I think we did this. I think we deserve to win that by... It can't be enough to win a game of football in the Premier League, surely. Of course it is. I mean, you, you look at the likes of Burnley and that, that's, they bank on those two shots on target because that's how they've survived for the last few years. I think, personally, <laughs> I think personally, that was the sort of performance that we want to see because, as I mentioned earlier, it's the sort of grind-out performance that deserves a win. I mean... You can't honestly say that Leeds deserved even a point out of that game. I, which I, then... I think a point, and I'm not saying we deserved anything, but I definitely think a point would have been a fair result given how little both teams created. Aside from the Again, goal, you could argue I disagree Alfred completely. or Robert stick their chance away a bit like you guys did with yours, and a 1-1 or a 0-0. Put it this way, if that game was 0-0 and for some reason that move didn't develop and, and Stroud could cut off Ben White, I know it's a massive if, all of these things, but I don't think you guys would have been disappointed with a point. You would have gone. So that's like saying if he didn't score, it would have been nil nil. Well, of course it would. No, it <laughs> so it wasn't. <laughs> My point is, you guys, you guys would have accepted that that was a nil nil game. It was a it was a one off moment of, of of good play. But other than that, there was very little quality. Josh, Josh, it reminds me of um, when Gino De Campo said, "If my if my mother had wheels, <laughs> she would have been a bike." Um, exactly. but no, <laughs> no, but no, no. Listen, listen. Just to sort of play, uh, sort of the moderator. Actually, no, I, I look, listen, I, I definitely agree with Ryan in the sense that I don't think Leeds did enough to, to warrant a point. But then I see what on the flip side of that in saying that I see what Josh is saying, because we didn't have like loads of chances, clear cut, etc, etc. So I sort of get what Josh is saying, but I, I respectfully disagree I mean, that you deserve up, a point. Yeah, the second half, and I get the mentality changes. You guys have got your goal. You're not going to be as expansive. The second half, I remember... Two moments. One was where Alioski did an Alioski thing of giving the ball away. So I think McAllister or someone who set up McAllister or Trossard for a shot, I can't remember, which went over the bar. And the other one was where Webster charged out and had a shot from 30 yards, which was, was comfortable. Well, even for Kiko, it's comfortable. And it's just for me, if, if that's all that's going to be offered in a half, I'd say both of, both of us had the same level of chances. It, it wasn't great. Obviously, you, I, I, I definitely get it from that perspective. Good football came from you guys. Yes, there was the deflection that hit the bar, but that was a bit of a freak, freak accident. But yeah, I just, for me, that if you play that game another 10 times, I think the majority of them end up nil-nil draws because both teams were just poor. It was, I, I just think it really lacked quality. Aside from, you have to give credit to the defence and, and the defensive midfielders like Ben White, who were the only good players on the pitch. I thought Trossard, Mal Malpe in general, I know he scored, but he didn't do anything in the in the game. The same as Bamford, Rafinha, Harrison. They were all just passengers, really, and it was a game won by Brighton's solid defence. Ryan, you don't you don't agree? <laughs> I just couldn't name you a Brighton player on that pitch that day that didn't have a good game. Neil Malpe. Genuinely. Neil Malpe. 
he literally scored. And he, I he thought Mope did pretty well. I mean, he, he held the ball up as you'd want Mope to do, as he does every single week. He's definitely got his confidence back. Um, I'd say he worked pretty well up there. I'd say Trossard probably had one of his better games. Uh, we've definitely been slating Trossard a lot. And I think he's he proved it yesterday, sorry, a couple of days ago, that he is, you know, he still can do it. Uh, McAllister had probably his best game in a Brighton shirt. Ben White had probably one of his, he did have his best game in a Brighton shirt. Duncan Webster were absolutely solid. Yeah, uh, I Sanchez didn't have anything to do, so I can't And let's not forget, this is after a proper busy week as well, because playing. Exactly. You know, yeah. We have City and then, was it Newport before that? Third, third game in the yeah, week. Newport, so, yeah. Newport, Man City midweek, and then we had Leeds yeah. at uh, Ellen yeah. Road. But no, no, listen, listen, just, just to sort of sweep it all together and like sort of summarise it all. I think I, I, I get, I definitely get what Josh is saying, and, and I actually agree with some points, but then on the flip side as well, and I've said it to Josh off, off air, or, you know, off, off the podcast, I've said it, you know, I think we did deserve to win that game so yeah I, I mean we could argue all day we, you know there's different opinions and that's what was beautiful about the, you know, the game to wrap it up Maz where we had uh, over the Christmas period against uh, Burnley where we won 1-0 we got the penalty early on we scored it and then for one reason or another maybe it was the pitch or whatever again Burnley stopped us creating anything and we somehow did a very unlike Leeds performance we were a solid 1-0 similar to Bryson on Saturday and I came away going oh we deserve that we defended well but then you looked at the chances and go, well, we really only had like a couple of shots. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Look, the main thing is we're still six points clear of you with the game in hand. So it's a, it's a nice buffer in terms of Maz, the bet you and I have on who's going to finish higher. It doesn't yeah. help that I've had the bet with Malpe and Rodrigo because Rodrigo's um, kind of... Yeah, I think we're, we're going to equally each other out. Think, yeah, we'll out finish with Brighton. But didn't, you have a, a didn't you have a bet about the match as well? Wasn't it? You oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I won, I won that one with... Yeah. Uh, yeah, with one of my colleagues there, so I was uh, I was a nice little just, sort of um, added cherry on top. On that on that Leeds podcast, I, ha- I was on the other night, what and he said, that? "Oh, the um, all Leeds all Leeds TV, uh, something yeah, like that. all Leeds TV." Um, he said to me, um, "They're going to be." He said he's confident, really confident, three 0 win, um, <laughs> really simple game for our, for them. You know, can't see Brighton doing anything to us, and we're going to just you know dominate them and steamroll them. And it's Standard just funny hearing their sort of, and including your um, confidence, <laughs> if you like. I just think it's quite it's quite cute because I'm not going to come bite back on it at the moment because I know where we are in the table and I know that we're not prepared to be, a, you know, in a place where we can say we should be in the Premier League at the moment. Um, to be fair, we've had a lot of chances, but we haven't scored them. So, But <laughs> I just can't see where these get this a magical confidence from because i mean let's face it the, the, there's a lot of games where you think you know going to man united losing 6-2 losing 4-1 to palace losing 4 to leicester i mean 4-1 to palace that's borderline unforgivable isn't it i mean how do you even lose 4-1 to palace i mean they don't even attack with four goals how did you concede that many to them i'll answer that question right quite simply where the confidence comes from so if you look at the league, league table, I'm looking at it now. So you've got um, Newcastle 15th, yourself 16th, and then Burnley, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield. Sheffield will beat 1-0, West Brom 5-0, Fulham 4-3, Burnley 1-0, Newcastle 5-2. So we've beaten every other of these struggling, weaker teams. And I know Brighton probably should be higher in the league because they've, they've missed a few chances. But at the end of the day, against these kind of bottom half relegation candidates, we've swept the floor with a few of them and we've ground out results for others. And I think that's where we came from. We know, like even Arsenal, we battered them. It's probably 
the most dominant performance of the season for us, other than West Brom 5-0, was Arsenal. I know we drew 0-0. It sounds crazy because we beat Newcastle 5-2, for example. But <laughs> Arsenal was a game we dominated so much. And, and they're a team who were just a place above us. Palace was a freak game looking back at it for a number of reasons. Like Eze scored a free kickoff that came in off the bar. They had a couple of deflections. We had that VAR goal where Patrick Bamford put his arm out. and then Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, I'd have been fuming if that was yeah, against so There were a few things that game that didn't really <laughs> fall our way. And that was even without Phillips. We should have got at least a point because Palace are, as you guys will like, like hearing me say, Palace are fucking awful. They are a dreadful side. I've said for years, Wilfred Zaha is a brilliant, brilliant player. But if they didn't have him, they'd be in the championship. He, oh, that's why I want him to leave so he, bad. Just he's so, incredible because just so I was down. watching games, I think a Leicester game over the Christmas period where they, they ground out a draw. And Zaha, for me, the biggest mistake in Premier League football over the last two years has been Arsenal signing Nicolas Pepe over Wilfred Zaha. Mm. Zaha is a, is a, I wouldn't say world-class, that's maybe too far, but he's a brilliant footballer in the Premier League. Mm. He will start yeah, for yeah, almost every team, if not all of them, outside the top four. And it's it's funny with Palace, where I, I follow quite a few Palace fans, and I know quite of my mates who are Palace fans. They struggle so badly because... All they've got is these big Brexit centre halves like James Fox <laughs> and and, and Joel Scott Dan. These giants, yeah, Scott Dan, yeah. these land of the giants who are good at set mm. pieces, which is how they actually scored their first goal against us. They've got McCarthy, MacArthur, and all those regens who are just the same players playing. Really, you've got in terms of quality, you've got Eze, who's brilliant. Obviously, remember, yeah, he's class. he's class, and you've got Zaha who's by far and away their best play he's light years ahead of the rest and if you keep it's a big if and I was watching the worst game of the season so far Palace Arsenal the other night if you do manage to keep them quiet they just don't have anything and it's, it's no, like Man City, right. Man City on Sunday night if you stop them and Man City have the quality like Diaz for me has been one of the players of the season the new signing from Benfica um, obviously Stones has is, is come into it as well if you stop Palace from having Zaha that outlet and that's why they played Walker at right back instead of Cancelo I think just to have that pace you stop Zaha on that left wing. They have nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Well, I think Zaha was even dropped, wasn't he? Yeah. It, and, and that's the thing for me. Like, I don't consider... The Premier League this year is the bottom teams are so bad and I don't consider you guys in that bracket. I think you're in the bracket more with Newcastle, Palace, who are teams who won't go down because they've got that bit of quality. I think really you're looking at the bottom five now. You guys have started to, to come and pull away. Do you not put yourself in that bracket? With no, we're again a level above. I, I link and you guys might laugh at us. I, the team I want to judge us on this season is Arsenal. I think we should be where Arsenal are because I look at them having played them and watched their games. They're poor. Yes, they've got a few better individuals than us, but they're a really, really poor side. Um, all right. So, so just, we'll okay. Finish around around them. All right. So okay. This, to, to wrap it all up, because you've been you've been a fantastic guest, and it's been Thank really. You, it's actually it's actually it, been, it's, oh, it's been very in the post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole £2.50 uh, in the post, mate. Yeah, thank you. Um, no, uh, just, just, just to wrap it up and sort of get, get, get your final sort of thoughts on it then. So, um, with regards to, to Leeds' final position then, where do, you think, where do you think Leeds will finish? Do you think... So, let's, just to give you a bit of context to everyone listening, off-air, Josh, to me previously, has said <laughs> that you guys will finish top six before top the season eight, started. Top eight was the term used. Okay, all right, all right, top eight. We'll give you top eight. <laughs> do, you still think that will, do you still think that will happen? Um, that would be my question to you. Um, so looking at the table now, just to reference my so we're six points off eight. Um, no, I don't think we'll finish top eight. I think we've realised now, and I'm hoping this is a learning curve, and I'll keep this brief. Bielsa realises that the small squad he had in the championship 
it doesn't quite work in the Premier League because in the Champions League no. you can have no, I know, shocking, Ben. <laughs> Despite there being more games, eight more games, it's a case of the replacements like Alioski and and Cooper and and Pascal Strack. I know Cooper plays a lot, but we've now got better players than him. They're not good enough to get you in. Yeah, you get found out easily. Yeah, and yeah. and players like Alioski, Strauch, and Tyler Roberts. They're they're good players, but they're not Premier League decent quality. So I think to answer your question, I think we'll finish between eighth to twelfth, somewhere there. I know that's a bit of a, a long ballpark, but comfortable mid table. Look, we got twenty three points. I think thirty six, thirty eight will keep you up this year. So we really need five wins. Thankfully, we've still got to play Fulham, Sheffield United, Newcastle, Brighton. Again, I'm looking forward to that one. First um, of May, I've just checked. I'll, I'll hopefully be coming on a, a couple of days after that with a, a bigger smile on my face. But yeah, I think we'll you won't come be coming on if you win that game. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, most disappointed, really. We're also Not out my boss. Up, I don't and now now we're I don't want to jinx it but I am going to jinx it now we look like being relatively safe I've seen with the bookies we're like 25 to 1 to go down I, I don't think we will um, the cup was something I was looking for us to have a go at so we'd have something to kind of play for this season um, <laughs> that worked well. delusion yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that worked very well making all those changes and getting knocked out by reality Mark Wright's men yeah, <laughs> yeah Mark Wright yeah. So, Mark Wright's I, I think town. we'll be around 10 to 12 and I think you guys will be about a similar position, maybe two or three positions below, about 14th, 15th, um, both staying up and, and hopefully we'll, we'll crack on next year and Ben White will, will move back home to Ellen Road. <laughs> Fat chance. Fat fucking chance. There, there, there you go. Well, Amazing. That was a deluded yeah. last wrap-up, wasn't it? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. any further ado, Josh, thank you very much for coming this on. Coming, this is coming from the guy, Ryan, who talks about Percy, P- Percy what? Percy Tau, the only Percy I know. Don't you disrespect his name, Josh. There you go, this big footballer, Percy <laughs> I do realise he's better than any of your wingers, mate, so I don't know what you want about. Yeah, from Vinya and Percy Tau, it's, it's different levels, but um, I look different forward levels, to the first right. of May. And, uh, no, fair play. Congrats on the win. You, you did play well. Um, I'll, I'll take it. I, I wasn't looking forward to coming on today as much as I was on Saturday, but uh, well done, lads. And, um, yeah, look forward to seeing you all in May. No, no, Isn't honestly, it? Josh, we appreciate your time and um, it's been a, it's been a good laugh. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. And like you said, you never know if you do, if we do beat you again, you'll definitely come back on. Um, <laughs> if, we, if we lose, if we lose, you're, you're not coming back on. But no, really appreciate it. And yeah, um, we're going to say our goodbyes and then we'll crack on with the talking points after that. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much for Josh for coming on. He was a really good sport. And uh, yeah, we had some good banter, especially with Ryan. Um, so that was, that was really, really good to see. I could have gone um, further, but I didn't want to push him too much but I did feel like it a little bit but now we let him talk a bit nah yeah no, yeah, yeah. He, he, he loved the chat to be fair to him um, so no it was good we, we enjoyed it we enjoyed it so that was good so let's talk about then um, so quickly just before we actually go into the, sort of the talking points let's just talk about our last episode so we just want to say a big big thank you um, to our South African listeners and um, people that are watching it on YouTube because basically our last video not to, it's not to brag or anything but it blew up it went, <laughs> yeah. it, it went, it went mad Madness. like yeah it was crazy so we hit over 50k views and, and still growing now uh, which is just mental um uh, we had over uh five 400 comments or something crazy yeah like, something ridiculous like yeah, something no i got me maz the Go amount on. of likes on the comments i think the top comment had like over a thousand likes it was just yeah, like yeah man like, reg- <laughs> register yeah. register Nuts. your um south african like vote here yeah or that was <laughs> <a legend>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah absolutely legend. so first firstly um just as from all of us uh, and i speak for all of us thank you thank you yeah big big thank you and really really appreciate all your support oh, and also, also 1500 subscribers as well yeah uh, which is madness. mental we want um, like 250 or something yeah, yeah actually it went up 700 to like, in one day 700 yeah it literally did yeah, it's crazy. If we get to like 10k, 
subscribers from all of them. I'll get one of those South African things for the back of my mm. wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all get South African <laughs> flags. Like Ben's got the South African flag, we will all they get keep South African us flag. Away. Yeah, we really yes. appreciate the support. Yeah, and, 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 and in honor of that, in honor of that, we have, are going to introduce a weekly news segment um, called Percy Cam. So essentially, what that is, we're going to be quick, yeah, quickly reviewing um, a Percy Tao's individual performance each week. Uh, well, every got time he plays, got obviously. Yeah, we've got to cater <laughs> to the fans. Um, so yeah, we're going to review that. We're going to start off straight away with that. So oh, before um, we. It, before we do that, so then, and then also, so every week, so every episode now, you'll know from now, if that makes sense. So in the next episode, you'll know that we'll put in the comment section what minute Percy Cam starts for you. So yeah. I'll pin, we'll pin the comment on the YouTube comment, so you can just click on that and watch it straight away. So remember that for the next episode, guys. That's what we do. We, we do it for you guys. We do everything yeah, for, we you. Do it for so, you. Guys. Uh, yeah, and everything also as well, we're let, let's, people. yeah, let's yeah. not forget about the, our UK followers as well. We really appreciate the UK followers as well, of course, and all the Brighton diehards that follow us as well. So yeah, really appreciate <laughs> all of you guys. Um, so yeah, so let's start off with uh, Percy then. So yeah, uh, it, admittedly, he didn't play much uh, this week. And look, I'm going to be a, the villain. I'm going to kick off straight away and be the, the 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 villain. I thought he was pretty poor when he came on. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, it's, I know, it's, I know, I know it's harsh. Um, I know it's harsh because you only. Harsh. Was on for what, 10 minutes 10 15 minutes but um, he well, even less than that maybe but so it's, yeah, it's harsh it's harsh but i'll be perfectly blunt and honest and upfront he was pretty poor in terms of um very, some of loose touches he gave the ball away a couple of times um he didn't he didn't make it stick in my opinion and that's what and you know he's not holding you know a striker that not a defensive not, striker exactly and i yeah. think that he was brought what, into a team that was yeah you know on the back foot like no the back, exactly exactly but, but that's just my view and ryan what yeah. were your thoughts yeah, I think, yeah, to be fair, when he come on, it's hard for him um, without any Prem experience to sort of know the physicality of the last 10 minutes of holding on to a 1-0 lead, especially yeah. in England. I mean, it's going to be a tough call. Um, and I found it actually a bit harsh, to be fair. I think he probably should have just left him on the bench because yeah, bringing on Percy Tower, 10 minutes, 15 minutes left, um, I think it was a bit of a wrong move. And to be fair, he gave the ball away a few times. Um, we probably would have been better way. off. It's interesting because I I was quite happy that he's coming on simply because I saw I think I saw a few articles I think Andy Nelly had done one of the Athletic and also Liam from Albion Albion Analytics he's like said one of Percy Tower's key attributes was pressing so I was expecting him to right. come on like chase the ball around like Craig McHale Smith used to do right. he didn't quite do that so I was yeah I was mm. led to false false hope there but I thought he was going to be a pretty decent striker or defensive striker to bring on but I think we yeah. sort of knew he wasn't going to be the person to hold on to it and stuff if you know yeah. what I mean so that, like that, that's, that's someone why to run into the yeah. corner sort of thing you know that's no, what we needed 100%. Um, and that's as we said with proper coming on for Mope was such a as I said earlier with Potter's um, masterclass if you will it, the way it, the way he held on to that game uh, bringing on proper for Mope you could say it's a really negative sub but it goes to show that and I hope he continues it and proves that we can do this consistently, that he's got a plan B, because that was one of the biggest things that we've been debating for so long. Does Graham Potter have this plan B? Can we go away from the pretty football to grind out a result? And we've done yeah. it a few times, but we've never done it consistently. And against a team like Leeds, <laughs> you know, who get praised for losing 6-2. But, you know, to... to... <laughs> Josh is not against anymore, right? Yeah, I like, yeah, said, I I like yeah, how you said that after he went off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a shame he's not here anymore. But um, no, as I say, with you know doing it against Leeds, who will attack you, it is quite reassuring to see that we can stop them from attacking us. And we did it no, against City 100%. as well, to be fair. So that's two games in the row now where we've proved that we can defend really well. And I really hope that we can continue it. Because as I say, if we can get a bit of consistency going, you know, we were clinical against Leeds. If we can do that again, 
you know, I wouldn't mind seeing us get a bit ugly just to get some pretty results. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, hundred percent agreed. And then j- just to sweep up because I know it's a very brief uh, Percy Cam as as our first one. Uh, but j- just just to cover it off, um, just quickly, we'll go round. So we start with you, Ben. Uh, just give us a, a rating out of ten uh, for Percy Tau and uh, your oh, reasons God. why. So, I think it would be fair to say maybe like a, a six. Are we doing point? Are we doing decimals? Or if you want, yeah, yeah, go five point five. Yeah. 5.5. I think it would be unfair to judge him too much simply because yeah. he didn't have, he came on with like, yeah, like you said, 50 minutes to go. And like you see some newspapers and media outlets, when the players only come on for a certain amount of time, they don't, they just put his uh, rating as void. But if yeah. we had to, you'd have to say, because like you mentioned, Maz, he had a few chances where he could have played a good pass or made a good touch in the run or something like that. But he, he did fail to do that yeah. on a few occasions. So I think maybe a 5.5. Yeah, I think that's about fair. Five and a half, six. I mean, to be fair, as you say, he's come in on a, in a very difficult game, to say the least, mm. and um, probably asked to do something he's never really done before. As I say, it probably would have been best for him not to be actually on the pitch. But, you know, um, I hope... Good for us, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I, it's hard to judge him, isn't it, at the minute? Because yeah. he's only just come into England. Um, we need to give him a chance to settle. Um, it's a completely different culture as well. You've got to think, like, personally... Um, it's not just yeah, on the course. pitch, off the pitch. He's come over to England. It's different culture, different mm. climate. So, yeah, no, we'll, we'll yeah. give him the benefit of the doubt. And hopefully, um, you know, we can see there's quality there. So hopefully yeah. we can see Percy that effect against actually, Blackpool. The Percy yeah. effect has actually taken over our club. Like Since he's arrived, we've had mm. pretty decent performances and results. Yeah, but, that's actually cool. true. Bit of positivity. No, actually, I yeah. saw, um, oh, who was it that did the interview? Um, I can't remember what one of our players it was. And um, was it Webster, maybe? I can't remember, Dunk, something like that. And um, they basically just said that Percy Towers brought like a lot of smiles to the training ground, which is really good to see. That's amazing, um, yeah. So, yeah, well, I, he's I a said, very happy guy. I said that, didn't I? I? I compared him to Sadio Mane in the sense that yeah. he's a very happy, One of the chappy... comments loved that. Yeah, 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 no, so, you know, and and I think I still stick by that, and just just to give my quick review as well, um, so I'm going to go the same as you guys, 5.5, just again, just to reiterate, just to echo your points, um, yeah, I thought, it's harsh to judge him, uh, you know, he was on on 10 minutes, but yeah, just for me, a couple of chances where he could have passed it quicker, or, um, you know, had, had, basically release the ball and hold it up. I don't think he did that. But yeah, definitely not, not, no, by no stretch did he have a bad game because it's very harsh to judge that. And um, I'm very, very excited to see him play going forward. So yeah, really cool. So, the final point on Percy Cam, this might just me, well, I used to be blonde. I say I'm, I have blonde moments. I still do. Um, did you know that towel means lion? Or was I the only uh, one yeah. that knew that? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't actually, actually I did. know that. So that's I why I'm going to plug this now. I'm going to shamelessly oh, plug this now. My You're selling lions Sunday Times. Oh, um, oh yeah, you know, this, no. Talk about this, Ryan. Times. Talk about this. Yeah, go oh, on. yeah. All right. So basically, uh, a guy messaged Seagull Social. You boys gave me a little ring, and I was like, "Oh, hello. What's going on? <laughs> you do an article talking about your uh, South African fame." I was like, "Of course I can. Absolutely no worries." <laughs> well, anyway, none other than the um, Sunday Times in South Africa. South, Africa, yeah, the it's the real Sunday Times, like, and it was posted on the actual like English Sunday Times. So it's not just the South African. Oh, really? One. It's posted on the yeah. Oh, really? Posted on the British one. It just says written by. The guy's name, sorry, I think it's Matthew. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it's Matthew. Yeah. So it's written by Matthew. Um, and it just, yeah, it's on the English one. So if you go onto the Sunday Times Twitter page, I'll retweet the tweet again because I haven't actually retweeted it yet. Sorry, Matthew. Uh, but I will plug it. I just forgot. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, basically, he rung me up uh, on a Zoom call. We had a little chat. Really nice guy, top guy. Uh, basically, just asked me, you know, who I am, what I do, blah, blah, blah. And then just said about the Percy Tower effect. 
Um, and that's all on the article. I'm not going to just say what I've said because otherwise it's not really fair on Matthew's written the article. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it's really good. And um, what was what were we saying again about it? <laughs> um, what oh, was no, the initial we, link to oh, the lion? Him being called the, the lion. lion. That yeah. was it. Yeah. And he said about that's that's what Percy Tau means. He said that you know Tau means lion. I said that's really interesting. Mm. Um, so yeah, as we mentioned yeah. on the on the article, if you want to give it a little read, then yeah. yeah did he ask you about um, the L word? Did he? Was that yeah, he he didn't say he said that it means like a lot of different things, but yeah, um, he said that it can mean like earlobe and all that, and then it can mean a bit worse. But <laughs> as I say, I didn't say I'm not going to say the word anymore because it clearly means something quite bad. So yeah, <laughs> but there you go, there you go. Yeah, no, uh, so that, that's the round off our Percy Cam, um, and of course, hopefully are. he'll be he'll be more he'll be more involved in the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, I think Blackpool's a good shout for him. You know, bit of pace yeah. against yeah. against the lower league. T- team you know give him a bit yeah. of experience yeah no, the, Amex the first time as well wouldn't it he hasn't Sorry? played at the Amex yet he hasn't played at home yet has he oh no, yeah he's yeah, at the Amex yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. away yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that, Blackpool. Just before we do that, we just got to quickly talk about um, the Brighton ins and outs, well, the potential ones and the confirmed ones. So Transport. let's just quickly start with uh, O'Hara uh, to MK Dons. He's gone on a permanent. Um, so one of our young centre-backs that, you know, potentially could have... But I think uh, just the quickly on my, we my... Yeah, we, we had we yeah, got so got much. We got so many centre-backs. Um, so I think he just probably was the sort of the, the worst in the, in, the, in the pecking order. In, but, you know, he's still a quality player, but just because we got so much quality he was sort of the bottom of that um so yeah he's made a move so we, we wish him all the luck um you know I, I didn't have the pleasure of watching him unfortunately but i heard really good things so it'll be interesting to see what he does out uh at mk dons mm. and a positive for warren i think yeah warren o'hara is that if you if you'd watched leeds lose three nil to crawley um one of our former centre-backs tom dallison was playing there and had an absolute belter of a game so he did yeah for that's good hope for warren o'hara if he can really kick on him push on in League 1 or League 2 or whatever division MK Dons because they're a bit of a yo-yo club. Yeah, um, yeah, whatever league they are in, if he can prove himself, then by no, by all means he can be back in the Championship or no, definitely. Premier League. No, definitely. Um, and then uh, a potential, uh, another person going out is Bernardo to Salzburg. I think, Ryan, you said it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah, is that right? I mean, it's pretty inevitable, isn't it, with Kabofnik recall. Um, I can't see. Come on, come yeah, on. the recall. I think it's got a bit of people excited, especially Ben with his Polish. Polish Lee, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves um, it. He's loving the Polish boys. But um, Polish no, boys. I think, um, you know, good luck to Bernardo. He's going on loan. Hopefully he impresses and gets a good permanent move for him because I can't see him getting in now. If, if Karbofnik does come back and um, looks the player that we think he can be because apparently he's like Tarek but on the other side. Who signed a new deal? So thank you, Tarek, because we, yeah, we love you, mate. Out, we absolutely love you. So, yeah. you know, if don't ever leave us, please. Can you but let's be real. Keep signing, let's keep signing these five-year deals. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> let's be realistic that we are good at it and people do say that we're good at being realistic. Tarek signed that contract so that we don't get shafted. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah of course, of course, People of course. Yeah, There's no, let's be real. He's not signed that contract because he wants to stay with us for another five years or whatever. I, I no. can't remember. Is it a five-year contract? Yeah, five years. Four, I think. Yeah, four, yeah, four, four, yeah. You know, let's, let's, be, let's be real. He's not signed it because he wants to be at our club for that long. Well, you never know. You never know. He might turn, he might be Depends one of those how we loyal. progress in yeah. fairness. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think um, Tarek Lamptey said it himself even before he signed the deal. He said he was so grateful to Brighton because we literally gave him the platform to be a Premier League footballer. Like if it wasn't for us, he might not have even got a Premier League. He could have gone to like a yeah. League One Championship club because yeah, you know no one knew that he was going to be like. There's someone knew that he was going to be good, but no one knew that he was going to be that good. You know, so he's exceeded all expectations of everyone. So, you know, I think it's a bit like Jamie Vardy with the Leicester thing. He said 
he was i don't know if you guys saw this but he was yeah, asked that's great you know would you would you leave leicester like you know to go to a big club big club and you know prove that you can do it higher um in the champions league and he just said Leicester were there for me when no one else wanted me, so why'd I want to yeah. leave them? That's so close, yeah. That's like Lamptey, really. I know we were here when he didn't when he wasn't wanted by Chelsea. Well he was wanted by Chelsea, but not for the first team. So, you know, why would yeah. he want to leave? My, 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 own, so, my only my only sort of rebuttal on that would be I think Vardy was a very different stage of his career in terms oh, of yeah, like yeah. how how much older he was. So obviously Lamptey's oh, what, yeah. nineteen? Oh no, twenty now, I think. Um yeah, so yeah, 20. that's my only rebuttal. But no, no, definitely I agree, I agree. Like I, I I could definitely see him staying here for longer, but like Ben said, I think it is definitely just to make sure we don't get shafted with, I with think, the price. But we'll I think we'll hold on to him in the summer. I think but I reckon yeah, we've so got oh, one more yeah, season. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think definitely at least another year. If not, I think maybe two. And then after that he might look on to maybe other clubs, depending on how he's playing, yeah. I suppose. I suppose if we yeah. if, if if we get another year out of him and then we do improve fingers crossed, say we stay up and do quite well next season, why wouldn't you want to stay? You know, If we can yeah. prove that we can actually... That's a fair if we point. tucked our expected goals away, we would be good. We would be up there, you know? <laughs> we're still seventh or whatever it is on the expected table. Yeah. So, like, we're not that bad. We need to remember that. Maybe I need to remember that because I can be quite negative on this podcast recently. So, But, yeah, like, we, we are actually okay. We're not that bad. We just need to start scoring some goals and yeah. stringing some consistencies together. No, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, and and then obviously, of course, we've sort of touched on it a little bit. But Ben, uh, your one of your fa- two favourite polls. One of them uh, has been recalled, um, of course, uh, Kabovnik. Um, so yeah, how excited are you to see him play, or and how how do you think you see him fitting into the squad? Um, well, it's interesting to be fair because I think we done a pretty we done a post on Twitter and it, we showed how versatile he was. He can play in a number of different positions. He's plays left full back, like left wing back. Yeah, has done. Because you got, like just, just right, sorry to right interrupt right you, Ben. Sorry to yeah, interrupt you, Ben. You got called out, didn't you, on social saying that he's a left back and not a, a midfielder. So you, but you say no, no, that I, he's... no, no. Someone was saying this guy who sport is like sports legier. He was like, oh, he plays centre mid for us, and I was like. Yeah, I was like, and then I said, "Well, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if Potter, like, you don't know our manager, he'll play him wherever he wants to because he—that's what he does." End up playing him right striker. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And right. I, and I, I honestly, I don't. I, the guy then responded in another post. Actually, uh, I think when we actually signed him, he was saying he's probably not good enough to play centre midfield right now in the Premier League for that for that matter. He probably will be a fullback cover, so which is exactly what we need. Yeah, especially definitely. with Bernardo. To be fair, going I can't in. see him getting in. Look, we've got so many centre mids. We've got yeah, so many no, quality no centre mids as well. I, I don't see him coming in for that unless we're like really thin. Say everyone gets injured magically, maybe then. But yeah, as you say, mm. I think it's left wing back cover because uh, we've only got March. Then we've got Burn, who let's face it, isn't very good there. So you know, I think he is going to be that number two to March for now. Even um, on but, the, I would be surprised if Potter plays him on the right though, Ryan, because he's right footed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's apparently just... I actually looked it up because of the whole right footed thing. Um, so I did a little bit of research on that because you know everyone keeps saying, "Oh, but Kabovnik's right footed." So I did mm. a little bit of research. Apparently, he's literally two footed. Yeah, like, yeah, he's down the yeah, right, but he's yeah. literally yeah. just two footed. Like I've he heard can, that as well. his left is literally no different to his right. He's a Sandy Cazorla on our hands. Yeah, that's that is so yeah. handy. That no, would be d- really helpful. That's that's huge. Like to have that ability to to be able to play with both feet is such a um, sort of under. I think a lot of people undervalue how important it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, mm. If you have got that belief, so, so for him to have that, that's great. And then and then finally on the uh, ins and outs, finally Ali J looks like he's on his way out. And I think uh, is it Ajax has been interested in it in it, in him, Ryan? Is that right? 
Yeah, something like that. I, I don't know. Some are going to speculate, Peak. but apparently that's that's what was on Andy Naylor's tweet this morning. I don't know any inside things on that, so I'm not going to say. But yeah. if he does go, it'd be sad to see because obviously he did a lot for me. So Ali, if, no, you, are, yeah. if you are watching this, Ali, thank yeah. you for everything. Um, no, obviously definitely. we had a lot of conversations and stuff. No, First definitely. ever footballer to ever actually give me the light of day. So thank you very much, mate. And the, no, yeah, no, definitely. And and I think I think what we mentioned about you know Percy Tao in terms of attitude and and you know being I think that's one thing I really respect about Ali Ali Reza is that he he yeah. is one of those really hardworking individuals. Um, you can always tell whenever he played on the pitch. You know he might have like we said in previous pods he might not be the best you know technical and skillful player in the Premier League by any stretch, but whenever he's on the pitch he does give it his all. And you know he's shown mm. glimpses you know against Chelsea. You know, we'll, we'll never forget that goal against Chelsea. He scored the overhead kick, and I think he, he showed glimpses of what he could have done, but he just it never sort of landed for him. And I personally, yeah. as, as a fellow Iranian, you know, it's a great shame to see him, you know, leave the Premier League. And I think that's basically where he's going. Um, but no, I, I think all credit to him. Whenever he's put on that Brighton shirt, he's really given it his all, and it just hasn't worked out for him, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah it'll be a shame. It'll be a shame, but it is what it is, uh, unfortunately. Um, so then, going moving on, then um, there was one point we. Were want to just quickly touch on is that um squawker did a did an article uh on the top 10 um english managers and graham potter our very own potable um came up as number one uh on that list uh, above you know sam allardyce dean smith um you know all these other sort of british managers over allardyce is a bit of a no-brainer though well yeah obviously yeah he's a he's a dinosaur but um no no, you know dean smith is is the big one for me you know how he's been you know praised at villa uh, to go over, over him so obviously that's just squawker opinion uh but it rustled a lot of feathers on social media um so do we just quickly do we think that's a fair assessment as him as number one british coach in in the premier league i don't think he's yeah. number one yet but i think he's got to be up there yeah i mean i think dean smith is the only one you could argue yeah. could be above him in my opinion um, there's not a lot of competition <laughs> no nice. you're right and i think if anyone knows and understands football if graham potter was at a big club with quality players he would be really highly regarded and i genuinely believe that and i think pep actually said it didn't he yeah Um, after the game after a one nil this wasn't even before trying to do the mind games thing that people were claiming he said after the game that you know potter is the number one manager in, in england at the moment and he said it takes a lot for a team to come and be expansive and also have the ability to shut up as well um so i hope you know that Potter can be a number one in England, but at the same time, I don't want him to leave us. So no, don't thank. No, mm. don't. But he also us. said he would like to play for Potter, though, didn't he? He said like if hey. I, he said if I was a player, Pep Guardiola said if I was a yes, player, then I'd, yes, he did, I'd yeah. like to play for him. And that, yeah, oh, Maz, you're on mute. Yeah, Maz, you're muting, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you can't unmute it. I'm having an absolute nightmare. Yeah, Sorry about that. I was, having, I was having an absolute nightmare because for some reason uh, my screens. Leave that in. Yeah, yeah. My screens yeah, were going mad then. So, so sorry about that. Sorry about that. But just quickly then, for the benefit of the people that haven't seen the list, just quickly, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown of the top ten. Um, so you've got Steve Bruce in tenth, uh, Chris Wilder in ninth, Frank Lampard in eighth, Scott Parker seventh, Roy Hodgson sixth, Dean Smith fifth, Gareth yeah, Southgate. Yeah, Gareth Southgate fourth, Sean Dyche third, Stephen Gerrard second, which is fair play, and Graham Potter number one. Now, my only one, just quickly, would be Gareth Southgate fourth. I don't know how that he swindled yeah. that because he's a shocking manager. Some uh, of that opinion. list is horrific as well. That's what I'm saying. There's really not a lot of competition. Like, it's yeah, that's, nice that Potter's that's number the one, but it's not yeah. like he's up against anyone decent. No, no, exactly. Well, but, but, all right. I say, sorry, anyone decent. Dean Smith is a great manager. I'll give him that. Sean yeah, Dyche, yeah. you know, 
for what he does, Sean Dice is good at a great it. manager. Yeah, Sean for what he does, he's good at it. For sure, for sure. And uh, I'm just worried that we have been speaking quite a long time. I think we're getting up to nearly sort of an hour and a half mark. So just just quickly then, um, to, to sort of round it all off, let's talk about uh, Blackpool. Um, mm. So Blackpool, um, we're playing in the FA Cup, of course. And, we, you know, again, they're a bit of an unknown. You know, we went into the game against uh, Newport. Very, you know, we didn't have a, basically a clue with them. But they're currently sitting in 14th. Um, and their last few games, it hasn't been good for them. Uh, they've got uh, one win in five. Um, so they, they're on a poor run of form. So really, boys, let's start with you. Ben, um, should we be dispatching them, you know, more comfortably than Newport, or do you think we're going to struggle again? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do struggle because, yes, we beat Leeds, but let's be honest, but we haven't really been too consistent this season, so I wouldn't be surprised if we go and struggle against Blackpool. Hopefully, playing at home and on a decent pitch for the first time, and well, I suppose we played in two awful pitches in out of the last three games. Hopefully, that will have an effect, and we'll actually be able to play well. You know, they gave West Brom a good go and actually qualified, which is yeah. fair play to them. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we do struggle, especially if we play a weakened team, which I'm yeah. assuming we will. But, you know, we said that against uh, Newport, didn't we? And we saw mm. Pasuma playing. We saw basically our, our first team playing. So, yeah. yeah no, but the thing, the thing is that they're a league above as well. So they're league one opposition. So it's like one step up from, from Newport in that sense. But, I mean... It, Let's be real. In my opinion, I think the you know the the difference between League One and League Two isn't huge. So you know we're going to no. see sort of relatively the same kind of quality. But Ryan, have you got anything to add in terms of Blackpool and their proposition? Um, I don't. I'd be lying if I said I knew a lot about Blackpool. But to be fair, didn't they go and beat West Brom before? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're capable of it. They used to be a great team back in the day. Um, but yeah, you'd like to think we'd win. But then we say that we would have a you know half a team out, but. I don't think we will. I think we'll play a pretty decent squad. Who have we got after that? We've got some midweek, haven't Fulham. we? Uh, Fulham. Fulham. Fulham Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Is it that's massive a, that's game? A game. That's the thing. It's a, it's a very big game. So, And yeah. also, on mm. the back of this week, though, Ryan, you must think that maybe he's going to be resting some people for it. Yeah, yeah you might be right. It would be the smart thing. But, thing is, but, we? We but, but on, on that, yeah, I was just about to say, on that, really, in my opinion now, I feel like anyone who comes in isn't really a weaker player. Because, like, for example, no. if we start proper, I could argue he's first team. You know, and some mm, people will argue mm. he's our second team. So, you know, for me now, I think we've got such um, strength and depth and, you know, not compared to the big boys in the league, but for our level, for I think level, we've got yeah. great squad depth. Um, and I yeah. must admit, this is a conversation I was having with my dad the other day. And I was just saying, like, you know, our, we had six players out for Leeds or something ridiculous. You know, we've had three games in that week and we're playing a team that... Um, you know, majority of those players that would have been second team at the beginning of the season, in particular Alexis McAllister, Alexis McAllister got there in the end. Um, he would have been like the number one thing you'd think was like, you know, second team. But he comes in and he puts in borderline man and the match performance. Um, you know, you've got these players, as you say, proper, they're all improving. And I think we've got a genuinely a really good second team that is easily more than capable of beating Blackpool, to say yeah. the least. 100%. Also, fun no, fact no, about Blackpool. Um, I heard it on TV the other day. The reason why, the reason why they changed to an orange strip is because they're playing a, a football match, of course, and uh, they had their, <laughs> the referee had just come back from refereeing uh, the Ho Holland game, an international match, and said, really? oh, that Dutch, that Dutch kit looks really nice in orange, and they just changed the kit because of the referee said, really? What were they yeah, before that, then? That's so funny. Oh, I can't, I didn't go that far back, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't, didn't do that much research. research. Yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't the do any research. 
It wasn't research, it was just the TV. I just overheard the TV oh, say it. Oh, fair play. Yeah. I reckon you just searched into Google Blackpool. Yeah, I'm just search Google. Yeah, uh, but just quickly, before, whilst Ryan searches that, um, yeah, um, they, just to sort of pick out a couple of their players uh, that might be threats, potential threats. Medine. So, Medine, um, he was like a football league legend. Yeah, Gary Medine, he scored, he scored Gary four. Gary Medine, yes. Yeah, he scored, he scored, he scored four goals against in us, 19. Yep, and he um, scored against us for Bolton, was it? Uh, Bolton? Yeah, yeah, Bolton, Jerry yeah. Yates as well. Jerry Yates, I don't know if either of you heard him. They're, they're, uh, he's yeah, the club's top well. goal scorer, um, so he could be a potential. And also CJ Hamilton in midfield. Uh, they're their sort CG. of top goal scorers, um, so they could be their main threats going forward. CJ um, Hamilton's a Blackpool well fan, ironically. Oh yeah, What's he, has he said anything? Any sort of like He's a big admirer of Graham Potter. Um, I haven't spoke to him recently. I mean, who I'll isn't? Honest, but who isn't Ryan? Yeah, who isn't? He's, yeah. He, he studies all... Um, he's, he's training to be a... Uh, a football coach in the future so he studies oh, a nice. lot of it and that's why he likes Graham that's Potter so much Potter, I think yeah. anyone yeah anyone who like studies football would like analytically would love Graham Potter because he's just yeah. filled with stats yeah <laughs> but, definitely yeah he's um he said that Blackpool you know I haven't, I haven't heard this season but you know he said they're improving so it could be a bit of one to watch you never know yeah definitely and the final thing on Blackpool as well they've got Luke Garbutt who I don't know if you guys remember but he played for Everton and if you remember the, the really po- uh, famous well I say famous it was a very uh, sort of uh, viral sort of clip from Ancelotti when basically he, he got asked about Luke Garbutt leaving and he literally just went oh who? yeah he just went, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, on, I was like, mate, I was like, yeah. you're you're the manager of Everton, and he was one of your players until literally like a week before, and you didn't know who he was. I was just like, that's jokes. Like it went mm-hmm. viral because he literally looked at the camera and went, who? <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, God, like, Luke Garbutt must have been sitting there like, cheers, lad. Like nah, what yeah, the hell? Uh, so yeah, he, well he's he's now at Blackpool. So he's made the the from Premier League Everton to Blackpool, and he's playing at left back, and he he, I, he was actually all right. Um, so yeah, he's another player to you know uh, maybe look out for as well from the left back position as well. I found out about the colours. Um, oh, so it says here the change to tangerine for nineteen twenty three twenty four. This is a long time ago. It was not the club's first change because prior to then. Blackpool had played in blue and white stripes, so the same oh, as us. Oh, there you go. Red and white and and white shorts, red shirts and white shorts. Red Ryan's and... malfunctioning. <laughs> they've had they've had, <laughs> they've had red shirts, white shorts, red shirts, white stripes. Are you just they've saying loads and... of colours? I feel like so you're, just, you're just throwing colours at us. Wait, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm narrowing it down. So they've had red and white stripes. They've had right. blue and white stripes, and they've had all red. So they've they've it's literally been like, all over the place. They've just yeah, basically they've had an identity crisis. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're a bit of a journeyman for for, cl- yeah. for club kits. Yeah, uh, amazing, amazing. Well, yeah, look, it's it's going to be again another tough game. We said in, we said going into Newport, we said it was going to be tough, and even you know going into this game again, we know it's going to be tough playing lower league opposition because they're going to come into it like a cup final, aren't they? They're going to want to prove a point. They've already beaten West Brom, who are Premier League side. Um, mm. So you know they're, they're going to yeah, exactly. Anything can happen on the day. It's a one-off game. The magic of the FA Cup, exactly, yeah. exactly, Ryan. So no, definitely, exactly. definitely a game to watch out for. So um, we we can't sort of count, uh, you know, count on it, bank on it straight away. So yeah. Anyway, look, we we've rambled on for a good hour and a half, and we blame Josh well, Akers for, for that. Yeah, yeah, well yeah, on yeah, Josh, yeah, mate. Never yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. on again. That's yeah, yeah. Disgrace. Go we, back we, to Leeds. <laughs> we blame we blame Josh Akers <laughs> for banging on too much. But no, uh, we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, and of course, make sure you do like, comment, and subscribe because it does um, really really help with the uh, push. Uh, as yeah, you can see from our two hundred subscribers. So please, please, 
<laughs> please, please show some support. And uh, no, we, again, we really do appreciate everyone's support. And of course, keep streaming it on Spotify and Apple as well. We're on all platforms. Um, so if you can't watch it, please do stream it if you're listening as well. Um, and we will, shall see you uh, after the Blackpool game. And hopefully uh, we, we don't get knocked out of the FA Cup. The FA Cup dream can still be alive. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.